Thank you for joining us on our LWCC podcast. Right now, you're going to hear a message from our senior pastor and founder of Living Word, Pastor Ruben Reyna. Let's jump into our word. Bless his name. Come on, you can do better than that. We're here to celebrate, to glorify his name. Hallelujah. Bless your name. Come on, come on, come on. Fill this place with his glory. Fill this place with his glory. Hallelujah. 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 Wow, you may be seated. The Lord bless you. And keep you forever, forever. Uh, I want to say happy birthday to Johnny and happy birthday to Rosa. So, I don't know how old they are. We really don't want to know. Amen. We're just happy to be alive. Turn your Bibles over to the book of 2 Timothy. And uh, we're going to look at 2 Timothy chapter 4. <clears throat> I left up last week there. Chapter 4, verse 6 and 8. How many have it? Say amen. amen. Otherwise, it's up here, okay? I have fought the good fight. I have finished my course. I have kept the faith. Henceforth, there is laid up for me a crown of righteousness, which the Lord, the righteous judge, shall give me at the day, and not to be only not to me only, but all to all them also that love the appearance. Do thy diligence to come shortly unto me. Paul is in jail, writing to Timothy and telling them that I am fought the good fight, and I have finished my course, and I have kept the faith. Now he's waiting for a crown of righteousness. To be bestowed upon his life. So then he says, come quickly before I pass away. Isn't God good? When you have faith in God, it doesn't matter what takes place in your life as long as you're ready. If you're ready, you don't fear nothing. If you're not ready, you fear everything. But when you're filled with God and your confidence is with God, all of a sudden, you become a spiritual giant. You're no longer the same person. You're an amazing person now. You are a godly individual. That you're from a weakling individual now to a big bully. Hallelujah. In the kingdom of God, saying to the devil, you can't touch me. You can't touch me because I've been bought by the blood of the Lamb. Only if God gives you permission, then you can touch me. But unless God doesn't allow you to touch me, he's not going to touch me. Because I'm too legit to quit. Come on now. Yes, sir. That's the truth. So I started off with that scripture and we went over to how Caleb, the Bible says that he followed the Lord wholly. 
with everything that he had, with his mind, with his spirit, with his energy. He fought with everything that he had, and he wasn't turning back. That's why the Bible says, he that putteth his hand to the plow and looketh back is not fit for the kingdom of God. So a plow represents hard work. In those days, they had plows, different type of plows with a horse and taking them through, the, making those rows. But you had to hang on. Some of them, they, it was tough because there was deep boulders there, deep rocks in there, roots in there. They had to cut everything, but they were plowing the ground so that they can plant seed and so that they could see the fruit. So sometimes it takes hard work to bring this flesh to submission. To bring this flesh to submission because this flesh loves to sin. This flesh likes party. How many of you were so hard, worked so hard, and then Friday night it was party time? All of a sudden you forgot about your tiredness and superhero came out. Why? Because the flesh likes to party. Well, it's about time you practice the other way. That in the spirit you can have a good time Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, and Saturday, and Sunday. And you can still smile in the middle of everything that is going wrong. Come on, somebody. So if God can do that for us, we can accomplish great things. But then in that scripture, that same scripture that I started off with Numbers chapter 14, verse 24... It says these words, but because of my servant Caleb has a different spirit and followed me wholeheartedly, I will bring him into the land he went it to, and his descendants shall inherit it. But I, I, I looked at this and I said, wow, not only did he give his heart fully to the Lord, but listen to this, the first portion but because my servant Caleb had a different spirit. Ooh. Heavenly Father, thank you this morning for allowing us to be here. I pray for the hearer, those that are here to hear your word. I pray that the seed will go into their lives and that you will make us greater people than what we are today. That tomorrow we will look even better than we look today. Physically, spiritually, and mentally, in the name of Jesus, I ask, amen and amen. But because my servant Caleb had a different spirit. Now, Caleb was one of those men that worked with Joshua. Joshua found out who the Lord was when he was serving Moses. But Caleb was one of the warriors that was working next to Joshua. It seems like anything that they got from Moses, it was passed on and it was split into different giftings. And Caleb had this gift inside of him or this ability that he was, he had a different spirit altogether, a different spirit. And that he followed wholeheartedly to do God's work. And you remember how I told you that when they went to spy out the land, they saw the land and there was nothing but giants and fortified cities. And the Bible says that when 
when Caleb saw it, he says, we can take this land. And that was Joshua and Caleb. But then the other ten, the chickens, I call them the chickens, because they couldn't see past their own fear. They were so full of fear when they saw the giants in the land and the fortified cities, they said, we cannot take the land. Because they were measuring themselves to the giants. And they said, we look like grasshoppers in their sight. Well, let me tell you something. Caleb had a different spirit. A different spirit. And I think that some of us, sometimes we live more in the human than we live in the spirit. Sometimes big mountains appear before us and we feel like that mountain is going to tear us apart. That problem is going to tear us apart. Maybe you're a brand new Christian. Maybe you're a medium Christian. Maybe you're a fully blown Christian, if there's such a thing, but has more understanding. But wherever you're at, you're under the training of God. You have to learn that God is in charge. God is in charge, but not too many people have a different spirit. Caleb had a different spirit. Joshua was a fighter at his best, but the other ones were just plain chickens. Chickens that they compared themselves that they were going down. They were already defeated in their mind. You can be defeated in your mind when you allow things to really make an impact in your mind. You have to understand that your mind is nothing to God. He made it. He can increase it. He can give you abilities that you never had. So here the Bible says that Caleb had a different spirit. And Caleb said, we can take this land. But I don't want the chickens around me. Because we're roosters. Hallelujah. Yeah. So a different spirit means a lot. Because they grabbed that from Moses. Moses was a man that was allowed to be used by God. Opening up the Red Sea calling out to God so that he would bring bread, manna into the camp, that he would find waters, he would hit the, the rock, whatever God said to him, he would do it, and water would come out of the rock. So he was a man of miracles. He was not just looking with a natural eye, he was looking with a spiritual eye. He was a man of faith that believed the God that he could do anything that he wanted to do. If he could get him out of Egypt and make him a servant of God, then he could crown him with the glory of God. And he knew it, that he was a special anointed person. But never did he use, misuse his power. But they were learning. Caleb, Joshua were learning. And one of the attributes that Caleb had is that he had a different spirit. That's what we need, a different spirit. The reason why we sometimes can't do what we need to do is that we have a different viewpoint than the viewpoint of God. The viewpoint. How do you look at your trials? Do you panic? Are you afraid? Are you afraid that you're going to lose everything? Or do you have a different view? I know my God will supply all my needs accordingly to his riches and glory in Christ Jesus. And for me to lose everything is to gain everything. 
Because I've seen people lose a lot of things and gain more than what they had. But they were stood under the pressure, under that pressure that the devil says, man, I'm going to take you out. You're never going to succeed. But because you stood there and you said, no way, I have a different view. God is going to see me through no matter what I go through. And when you have that, that different spirit, you'll be saying like Caleb, give me that mountain and I'll take it. I'll take it at my age of, of 85. When I was 40, now I'll take it at 85. His spirit did not change. It was a conquering spirit. It was a widescreen of, of viewing things. It was wide because his God is big. He wasn't small. He was depending on the God that is huge, that can do anything. And sometimes we just got to get a little bit of cycle in us. And we got to say, devil, you're not going to have your way against me. I am going to succeed in the middle of the worst trial that I'm going through. Give me that mountain. Caleb had that spirit inside of him. I can take on that mountain. I can do anything that I have to do. Okay, I lost my notes. Oh, you, they're right in front of me. I just got to look in front. <laughs> At the beginning, hallelujah. So the human point view and the impossible point of view. The impossible point of view. You're sitting right here in a church that was impossible for us to get. When we got this church, people from around came and said, did you know that so many people wanted this church? And then they scratched their head and said, I don't know why you got it. And I said to myself, I know why we got it. Because God wants us here. And if God wants us here... There's nothing that you can do about it. So, sometimes when we have a trial, we act like, like rabbits. You know, I used to hunt rabbits when I was a little boy. And I had my 22, and we went out in the dark in the ranches, and we went out to the roads, and the, the bunnies would come out. And we, some of them, we, the minute we flashed our lights, they froze. And right from the car, we would get off of the car, and they were hypnotized. And then we just shot them. Boom. Had our dinner. But they were hypnotized, and I never forgot that. That's the way the enemy is with us. He hypnotizes when we see something that is not going our way. And then we panic, and then he torments us. And then we got to learn to pray. And that's when spiritual maturity comes in because you're no longer paying attention to the devil. Now you're saying, God, I'm lifting up my hands in the middle of my trial and I'm saying, God, you're going to get me out of this. I don't understand it. But now my eyes are spiritual now. My spirit man is growing within me. I'm not a midget no more. I am becoming this spiritual person that can see beyond the problems. And some of you need to see beyond your problems because some of you have locked into your promise. Listen, your problems belong to God. Give them to God. He will take care of your problems. He will take care of your demon-possessed husband. He will take your, your demon-possessed wife and bring deliverance through your life. It works both ways. 
I remember Stella and I, we, when we first started, she didn't know about the Holy Ghost. She just didn't know. And I was filled with the Holy Ghost, and I came in fired up. I was so fired up. And I would look at her, and she was tired. And she says, well, I'm glad you're excited and all this. She would give me all this human reasoning. I said, I, this is not human, Stella. It might be my body reacting to the spiritual, but it's not human. It's something that really, really happened to me. He said, well, I'm too tired. I said, I want to pray before you. I just love you. I just want to pray for you. I was so desperate to get her across. So desperate that I told her, come on, let's pray. She says, okay, I'll pray real humble. I'm tired. And I remember she knelt down and I got her and I started praying for her. It took me about two hours or three hours. I don't remember correctly. But I was praying in the Holy Ghost and finally I felt anointed. I got her by the hairs and I, and I got her and I said, let me lay hands on you. Shata basita morana barata basita. Jesus! And then all of a sudden, boom! The explosion, she started speaking in tongues and crying and all that stuff that went on. And she was never the same. She got up, man. He says, I know what you mean. I know what you mean. I know what you mean. I don't even feel like sleeping right now. I feel like just doing some more prayer. I feel like doing some more warfare, she tells me. I want more of God. Sometimes we need a Holy Ghost touch. We need a Holy Ghost touch that will pick us up and bring us into an area where God wants us to be. Sometimes we live below instead of having a different spirit, a different point of view where God can open up our eyes. Tell your neighbors, time to open up your spiritual eyes, neighbor. Because that's the only way that we can fight. It's the only way we can fight. We can't fight in this flesh. We have to fight in the spirit. When we fight in the spirit, we win. How many here have ever felt so weary sometimes and so tired sometimes and you feel fatigued like you cannot make it, but you make it into church and thank God for that. And then you make it to a prayer meeting and then thank God for that. And all of a sudden you feel like everything just left your mind. Everything left your thought patterns. Your spirit is clean. All of a sudden your eyes, you start crying and giving that burden to God. And then you rise like, like a giant. You say, man, where have I been? God is really with me. It's when you have that force inside of you. When you want that fortitude inside of you. When you really want the goods all of a sudden you will cry out with a spiritual cry and you will say God I need freedom in my life. You cannot allow yourself to be locked up in all your feelings. Because you become feeling oriented. And, Paul, and Moses understood that he had a different spirit and that meant that he could, he could trust him to do God's work. And that's the way it is with all of us here. I looked at Anthony picking up the offering this morning. I said to myself, and I said to one of my workers, I said, look at him. He is so different. So different from a year ago. So different from two years ago. Now he comes like a mature man, presents the word, picks up the offering. You're seeing a brand new person. A brand new person. I, I see brand new people all the time that allow themselves to be ruled and reigned by God. But you have to let them. You have to let them. And every mistake that you make, God is shaping you, 
molding you. Every time you make a bad choice, God says, I told you, don't do that choice, and you did it. But you learn, and thank God, he doesn't forget you, but he's there with you, with you. So he knew that God was training him, and he knew that he was growing up to be a giant slayer, and that's why he had a different spirit. Now listen to this scripture in Numbers 14, verses 8 and 9. This is powerful. And this was his message concerning taking over the land. And if the Lord is pleased with us, number one, we will be led, uh, led us into, he led us into the land, a land that flows with milk and honey, and I will give it to us. He will give it to us. Only do not rebel against the Lord and do not be afraid of the people of the land because we will swallow them up. Now listen to this portion. Their protection is gone. But the Lord is with us. Do not be afraid. Sometimes God, when we're going about to take something, the protection of our enemies leave. They could have, they could have all the money. They could be millionaires. And sometimes the protection of God just lifts. Because God is not well pleased with them. He says, look at it closely. The protection of God is gone. We can take this land because, because if the Lord is pleased with us. Somebody tell me, is the Lord pleased with you? Say it again. Is the Lord pleased with you? Really, is he pleased with you? If he's really pleased with you, then let's not complain. Let's take what belongs to us. And allow God to lead you. Listen to me. Paul speaks about three things in the book of Colossians. Number one, be full of the Spirit. I'm sorry, be full of faith. Be full of faith. Once you're full of faith, then God can lead you. Then you can walk out your faith. But you have to be full of faith. How do, you, how do I get full of faith? By reading the word, you get full of faith. You become a spiritual man that all of a sudden scripture comes to you in the middle of your trouble. How many here have ever been in the middle of trouble and one little scripture just comes out to you and you say, wow, wow, I got it now. I'm willing to go forward because God spoke to me through one little scripture. We need the word. As the word is sown into your life, then the word can lead us into that promised land that is with milk and honey. How many can say that your life is better today than what it was when you first started? Yeah. Why? Because you're persistent to plow even when you feel like you can't no more. You're persistent to plow. So when you're persistent to plow, then you have given yourself and you've gotten a hold of Christ and your body and your life just walks with it. Let me read you a scripture in the book of Philippians, the last part of chapter 3, verse 12. It says, but I press on to hold of what, that which Christ Jesus took hold of me. Let me read it again. 
but I press on to take hold of what which that which Christ Jesus has held unto me. Held unto me. So Paul wasn't saying, I am doing this by myself. No, I am holding on to him. I am holding on to him, and that's why I am giving myself to him. So remember, it's not your strength. It's when you have given yourself to him, it's when he takes you. Sometimes I say to myself, man, how did I get this far when I was 24 years old and I've been through hell, I've been through high waters, I've done my mistakes, I've done my messes, I've done all kinds of stuff. I got, I've done more good than bad. Somebody give me a clap over here. Because <laughs> that's the honest truth. That's the honest truth. But I'm still here. Why? Because I'm holding on to Christ. That is what makes the difference. Not my knowledge, not my ability, not my understanding, but the only thing is because I am giving myself to him. It's like getting married. You want to have a good marriage? Give yourself to each other. Because that's how you have a good marriage. If you don't want a good marriage, then don't give yourself to them. Don't even get married. Some people get married just to have sex. That's a tiny bit to live together. It's like 1%. The other time is putting up with each other. I'm saying to put up with each other. Because some of you were psychos before. Some of you think you married a wonderful wife until you live with her for six months and you find out who is this? La Llorona. <laughs> Or sometimes you wake up and the man wakes and the woman wakes up and says, man, I never knew you were like that. Well, it's too late to say goodbye. We're going to have to fix each other, adjust each other so that we can walk with each other. Come on, somebody. That's what we need to do. Otherwise, we can't walk together. Well, I like my toast really, you know, just softly toasted. And she loves her toast almost burned. And she'll say, oh, I love this toast. I love it. Yeah, but it's all burned. I don't like that. Well, then buy yourself another toaster. <laughs> that way you can toast it the way you want it. But keep the peace. That's what I'm saying. Huh? Stella used to love her eggs, you know. You know, with a little, what do you call it? Yeah, yolk, yeah. And I hated those eggs. I wanted scramble. She says, come on, eat those. I can't stand them. I need them scramble. You know, sometimes we get into little fights that didn't make sense over eggs. <laughs> over eggs, man. We were fighting over eggs. And now, you know, I eat them anyway. I wish she was here. <laughs> but I learned my lesson. No, man. Don't cry for me because that's not what I'm saying. I'm just saying we're very different. Very, very different. Sometimes you've got to appreciate who you have. If you're married, you better look at that lady and say, baby, you are mine and I'm keeping you forever. And the lady needs to say the same thing. I was about to get rid of you, eh, but I'm keeping you. (laughs) 
that is where you develop, just like marriage, you develop a good spirit together that you can't live without each other. But that takes time. The same way with the Lord, it takes time. God didn't save you to drop you. God didn't save you to get rid of you. God saved you because he knows that he's going to do a wonderful work inside of you because he sees that your spirit is right, but you're learning God's ways. And that's what Caleb did. He learned God's ways and he could say, give me that mountain that the Lord promised me. Give me that mountain because I'll take it. Now, here's the thing. You got to practice your spiritual life. You can write down these scriptures. And I'm going to give you two. One, 2 Kings chapter 6, verse 5. This is when the prophet Elisha, Elisha, Elisha went into the camp and went to visit the Bible school. And then they said, we need to build us a brand new Bible school. And they said, okay. He said, would you come with us? So they went together. And as they went together, one of them started cutting down a tree, and as he cuts down the tree, the axe head flies into the water. And the guy panics because he said, I borrowed the axe head, I borrowed the axe, and now I lost part of it. And then he cried out, and he said, show me where it fell. And he said, the man went over there, and he says, right there in the water. And Elisha said, okay, grabbed a piece of tree, a branch, and he cast it. Listen, cast it into the water, and here comes this axe head floating out of the water. And he says, pick it up. And he picked it up. He says, okay, put it back. That's having a different spirit. All things are possible through Christ." which strengthens me daily. So we have to understand, we have to have spiritual eyes that no matter how bad things go, God can restore all those things, including the accent. And the man said, I borrowed that ax and I need it back completely. The man was honest. He wanted to take the ax back to the person that lent it to him. He was very conscious of that. The other one is in the book of 2 Kings again. He has a servant. And as they're in that house, and you can look at chapter 6, verse 16 through 17, as he was in the house, he was looking out and he goes out and he says, oh my God, we're surrounded by the Syrians. The chariots are everywhere. <laughs> and he says, go look again and again. He says, come here, I want to I pray for you that God opens up your eyes. And he took him and he laid his hands on him and said, Lord, open up his eyes so that he can see the real army that is surrounding him. And the Bible says that he opened up his eyes and he says, what do you see now? He says, I see the chariots of God totally around the Syrians. And then you go to the last verse and he says that when they started attacking the power of God came upon them and blinded them all. God can blind your adversary. Anything that is fixed to destroy you, he can bind it up and he can put it 
away and he could just blind every enemy. Every enemy. So let me tell you, your spirit has to change. It has to change to a place where you believe God that when you say it or when you pray and God gives you the answer, you can say it with your own mouth and then it's accomplished. It's accomplished. It's a beautiful thing to know the ways of God so that you can accomplish what God wants you to accomplish. Give the Lord a clap offering. Come on. Give him a clap offering. <clears throat> Jesus didn't pick you up just for nothing, just for things. He picked you up so that you can minister to somebody else. Minister to somebody else. That's why he told the disciples, he says, Therefore go out and make disciples of all nations. Of all nations. Every time you look at a soul, think of yourself. I was the same way. And look at me now. Because I took hold of Christ. He changed my life. I know that my brother, I know that my mother, I know that my sister, I know that my relatives, I know that my friends can receive Jesus, but I have to be that tool that brings them into the Lord. And you know the loving kindness that you have towards them, and even though they might laugh at you later on, they're going to come to you because you planted a seed, and it's an incorruptible seed, and it will bring forth fruit that remains because you did your job. It wasn't your power. It was the power of the word of God. The seed is alive. So many people, so many people get touched. If only, so many people would be touched if only we would go out of our way, out of our way and start talking to people about the Lord. Start talking about the Lord. I was watching the videos yesterday with Philip and all the people there at the park. And I said, wow, what a powerful rally to see everybody there and people hearing the word of God and people happy that the word of God was there. That city was wide open for the gospel, but it took somebody to take the gospel. And when they take the gospel, that is when we can see the fruit. There's some people here from there right now. And I want to tell you, we're so happy you're here. And you're an amazing person. And I know that God is going to do a work inside of your life. So we got to pursue Christ with all our heart. But here's our mission. We got to reach somebody for the Lord. And don't put on a face of a saladito. You make, you make me want to cry when you don't have a, that joy inside of you. You look like a saladito, and you know what a saladito tastes like. You can taste it right now. So you can't be, do you want to accept, do you want to accept Jesus? <laughs> With a face like that, challenge. How about it? Do you want to accept Jesus? Come on, let's accept Jesus. Man. We got a God that is good. We got a God that wants to do something for you. We got a God that wants to come into your heart with a smile, with this energy, with this life inside of you that you can't wait for them to receive what you got. And sometimes it takes maybe 30 minutes to break through, but everybody comes clean because they know they're sinners. And that's what I do. I tell them, you're a sinner, right? Yeah. Okay, well, why don't you accept Jesus? Well, who's going to forgive me? I said, Jesus is going to forgive me. Forgive you. If you let me pray for you and let Jesus come into your life, I'll guarantee you, you're going to be a brand new person. 
And once they say that prayer, oh, my hands, come on. Let me put my hands on your melon. In the name of Jesus, come on, Lord, take this weight off of them. And when that happens, how do you feel? I say, well, I don't feel the same. Well, you're not the same. And then I tell somebody, how do you feel? Man, I feel good. I feel this load that just left me. Everybody's different. But it, the good things, the good thing is that they served God. They knew that their sins were forgiven. But somebody has got to say something because you've got to have a different viewpoint. A different viewpoint that all things are possible to him that believe it. So you let God use you. You're an instrument. I sit down all the time at the table and I look at the fork and the knife and the spoon. I said, I got to use those. I don't have to, but I got to use them because I'm in front of people. <laughs> because when I'm hungry, I just want to take that beef and just say, but because I have to be a little, have manners, I take the instruments that God gave me, my hands, and use it and start cutting it real, just that. I know what I'm doing. Then I cut it in pieces, and then I start getting one by one and using my tools. The same with you. Wise as serpents and gentle as doves. Treating people, God loves you. I've got a different spirit in me. God loves you, and I want to pray for you. And I just want to see the best things come on you. I want to see God's glory just come on you because I have a different spirit in me. I want to see you well. I want to see you well. You know, I had a friend, Larry Reed, and Larry Reed was amazing. He was an old drug addict, and he got saved. I had a friend that was dying that led me to the Lord, and he was dying in the hospital with cancer. So me and my sister went to go see him, Sandra, and we couldn't find him. And we couldn't find him, and all the nurses couldn't find him. And all of a sudden, I looked at the door in the front, and here comes Larry Reed rolling him in. I said, where did you take Sam? And then my sister, where did you take my husband? Well... I know he's dying, but he wanted menudo. <laughs> it's a true story. The ladies were so upset. Sam was so happy that Larry brought him back. And, and Larry was so happy that at least he did a good deed to him before he left this world. He made him taste menudo. And just right now, we don't have a noodle for sale, but I sure could use a bowl. <laughs> yeah, I, I saw all your taste buds. Yeah, a noodle. How words have so much power. So what do we have to do? We have to really let ourselves have a different point of view and say to God, use me. I want to be used. Because I know some of you, you want to be used. And some of you think that you got to work in the church. Hey, there's plenty of people around the world that need Jesus. Let him use you with them. Even if you don't say nothing, but you act as a Christian, they'll know right away. They'll know right away. You're different. Yeah, I'm different. That's the door. If you notice, there are many doors in the house. 
One door is for your closets. One door is for your rooms. Another door is to enter your house. Another door is to go into the kitchen. There's so many doors. Well, maybe you're just the door there that says, I'm the door that will lead you to Jesus. But you have to have a different point of view. Different point of view. God can use you. You sweet ladies that are real sweet and, and you know, kind, let God use that. You vatos that are all rough and tough, let God use that. You that are, that are in the medium range, there's medium range people. There's all types of people, all different shapes of people that all of us can relate to, but we have to have a different point of view so that we can reach them because our goal is to reach them and to love them, to love them. I've hugged so many people that have been crying and weeping and I just get them and they just weep on my shoulder, man. I'm, I'm all wet by the time I get home, I'm wet. Mocos, everything, I don't care. I don't care why. Mission accomplished. I can throw my clothes in the washer and it's over. And my flesh, I can just wipe it out with soap and I'm clean again. That's the way God made us. I want you to stand to your feet real quickly. And I want you to close your eyes. Just close your eyes, would you? As you're getting up, just close your eyes and say a prayer with me. Say, Lord Jesus, use me as an instrument. Open up my eyes so that I can see and do your will. I'm not very smart, but I know a little bit of my Bible. But I know you could use me. Lead me to somebody that needs you. From this day forward, guide me. Father in heaven, I just pray for my brothers and my sisters. I pray for a compassion to come on us. As we see these last days approaching, we want to take everybody with us into heaven. They don't have to be perfect. They just need to say, yes, I want you, Jesus. Right now, make us instruments of righteousness, Father. In the name of Jesus, put this anointing on all of us to make us soul winners. People that don't feel any love that we can give them that love. We can give them that passion that they're missing. But most of all, we can give them you, Jesus. Now, give us this presence now, Father. Because every head is bowed, every eye is closed. Maybe you're here and you say, Pastor, I don't know Jesus.